You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.32 p.m. This is late night. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Origin True Podcast up all night. Brought to you cordially by Sonic Tools. No. Brought to you by no one. You're at here. Harbored by collegeandmagnolia.com. <laughs> I am Son of Crow, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me is the amateur statistician, the engineer, Ryan Starrett. At Ryan S. Derrick. Uh, I guess we're not doing champs either, but champ of the week to Sarah for bringing us cookies. Yeah. We started. Champ and hammer of the week. Champ hammer. To the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR. The reason you tune in. The thing that really kicked started this show when he came on. A man that's going to go see Incubus and 311 this summer. Mm, I don't know about Incubus. AU Chief. Pardon me. Greetings, Orange and Truthers. This week... We have good and bad. We have good and tragic. We have Chief drinking right into a microphone. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, ASMR. That's, that's that brandy. ASMR, absolutely. <laughs> we, uh, we are celebrating a birthday this week. It is Orange and Drew's one-year birthday. First birthday. It Not sure one-year. That's how people talk. They don't say one-year birthday. It's supposed to be a party. Thing. That's a first birthday. We've had a, like your power tools, Chief. a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I, I got like three sound effects. Sorry. <laughs> Chief, you came on like two months in. Two months in? Yeah. Before football season. Late July? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get to the bottom of this. Act yeah. two. Keep vamping. They would call it, they would call it Act two. The Chief, Chief adds. We'll get to the bottom of this. Chief so. adds his, his hot takes, calling out people by name, and... Uh, yeah. Guys, what was your favorite part of, the, of this past year? And if you're listening, tweet your favorite parts of the Orange and True year, the year of Orange and True, not including We've Got Jared, because that's the easy yeah, answer. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's going to say that. But your favorite part of the Orange and True podcast year, at College and Mag on Twitter, and just send it to us. We want to know what you think about what we've been doing for the past year. Hopefully we've gotten better since episode one. I received a direct message uh, from uh, one Ryan Starrett on July 25th, 2018. Okay. So, July 25th. So some, sometime right around in there. Hopefully, unlike the Star Wars movies, we got better after episode one. Wait. Episode three? I'm just kidding. Actually, pretty good. <laughs> the Star Wars movies were all much better almost as you go. Episode one, and then two, mm, and then three, four, two. five, two's six. Part, two's the worst. Two is awful. I mean, it's almost unwatchable at times. <laughs> Have we talked about my hot take of Star Wars? Is that the Solo is the best movie they've made since Return of the Jedi? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, better than Rogue One. Well, Rogue One is is maybe a perfect movie, but Solo is awesome. Solo's Solo's like, yeah, Solo's Solo is like Solo super fun. Yeah. Solo is like a Fast and the Furious yeah, movie. Ro- in Rogue space. One is maybe a perfect movie, except for 
It has to have context. With no context, it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's true. But with the context of the movies, it's almost perfect. I wanted to make that Dash Rendar movie. <laughs> well, that's it what is. I want. It's called Solo. Well, I know, but I want the I want the Dash Randar Shadows of the Empire N sixty four video game that storyline well, as a film. They, they they wrote a book and it's pretty sexual. So uh, really, oh yeah, I played that game a it lot as a kid. I don't remember that disgusting part. Disgusting. The book is. I don't think is. my mom would let me play an N sixty four game that was disgusting. <laughs> Between that and Star Fox, I would have learned a lot about doing barrel rolls. I remember that game. There you go. Oh. Not totally out of the culture. It was out Remember when one. playing video games sounded like clunk, 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 clunk? All right, now we can start our game. <laughs> Everything was just plastic, hard plastic, chunky. Yeah. All right, tonight we're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to talk a little football. Ryan does not have trivia. As far I as I know. Or I show notes. Or show notes. Because, well, you know, it's okay. It's been a week, but that's the first thing we want to talk about is the things on everybody's mind. Uh, Auburn, I said the other day, if, if Auburn, the Auburn family was a church, Auburn may have lost its pastor today, or this week. That's a good, uh, good analogy. Um, just in that, this is the guy who shared this experience with us and maybe gave us the vocabulary for how to talk and think about what we were watching and seeing, or hearing. Yeah. And like for me, like I listened to the entire SEC tournament um, on the radio this year at basketball. Yeah, you were doing down in Beauregard, weren't you? Yeah, cause, but, but like, and it was not a chore to have to listen to it on the radio. Right. Because it was like watching it. It was like having a couple of my friends watch the game and tell me about it. Yeah. Well, one of my friends and then like my granddad watching the game and telling me about it. Um, you know, we, I think somebody shared in our group text that we, we all listened to the games as much as we could this year because we thought we wouldn't have many years with Sonny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm glad I did that because we didn't have many more with Rod. And I mean, that really wasn't... That really wasn't expected. No. Um, yeah. No, this is... Um, it's hard. It, it, was, it was hard when Jim Fife died. Um, also suddenly. Because that was also suddenly. But Jim was older. Or he seemed a little bit older. He was 57. So he's not that much older. older. He seemed a lot older. Right. 57 back then was not 57 in 2009. Well, it was not that long. I know, but still. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and and I know that it's hard. It it was hard then. Um, You guys may not remember. I don't know how how much you guys listened. I don't think you did because that was the first Auburn game I went to in person was the 2003 USC game. Okay. So, So Jim Five. Was already, it was the first already, game. He'd already passed away. Yeah, and they were trying to introduce the first touchdown game. Auburn right. cheer in the student section. Yeah, and um, I don't yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, for me, I didn't really Because you weren't remember. even 10 yet, right? Yeah, no, I was eight when, when Jim passed. Yeah. And for me, like, I never really listened to games on the radio anyways. I could always watch them on television. Right. Growing up in the mid-2000s, every Auburn game was on TV. Right. So I, I had a bit of a different experience in that. Almost every Saturday in the fall, I was out dove hunting. So I listened to a lot of games with Jim Fife. Um, or I was over at the river in late August uh, swimming and all that kind of stuff. But um, when he died, it, it was it was like, man, nobody's going to be able to replace this guy. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd listen to some of Rod do baseball games. He, he did other work with the network as well. Um, so when he came on, I, I at least knew kind of who he was. and. Uh, 
it was interesting because everybody was kind of like, okay, is he going to mm-hmm. be able to do this? But uh, I, I think it. Uh, we we highlighted this on the site earlier this week. Go uh, his his first touchdown call, right? Um, and and I remember that one because if if you don't remember, surely you all do. It was the third game of the season that we got yeah. first touchdown, and. and Right. That 03 year was tough. Yeah. This was the year basically before I started paying attention to yeah, football. Yeah. Well, you you missed a terrible one. I started in 2004. <laughs> Good. Bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Rod, really, he, he grabbed that moment by the horns. He he paid his respects to, to Jim, and, and you really felt like, okay, yeah. um, here we go. And I, I don't know if I, I haven't seen a lot of people mention this, is Rod tried for a while. To do touchdown Tigers is his thing instead yeah. of touchdown Auburn because that was Jim Fife's thing. But uh, luckily, that same season he he settled in and and took that as his own and and he made the whole thing his own. Yeah. And, and honestly, we all remember Jim Fife fondly, but I I start his his voice has faded from my memory and, and the voice of Auburn sports is Rod. Yeah, because he did he does every sport like. Whereas Jim just did really football and basketball, yeah. Rob yeah. was doing did every single men's sport, and that was, I mean, he was at everything. Tiger yeah. talk, and uh, I mean that he was at every event. Yeah, I think Josh uh, Josh Black kind of put it the right way. Where he yeah. was he was the MC for Auburn. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, every event. If it was an alumni event, if it was, you know, the, if it was the Rocky Mountain Auburn Club or right. the or the Sawgrass Auburn Alumni Society. He was there. He was there. Yeah, he uh, he loved Auburn, and and this was his dream job. I, I think that's been pointed out by a lot of people that knew him a lot better than than anybody in this room did. Certainly. This this was his dream job, and and he never took that for granted. Um, yeah, and and that's, I mean, that's about all anybody can hope for. So so it makes this that much harder knowing something like that. Um, I, mean, I think I met him five six times. He was always, I mean, I, when I was in college, I think I may have met him once since. But he's always such a nice guy. Just a, yeah, just a, a sweetheart guy. I, so, as everybody here, it's appropriate that we talk movies there at the top because, uh, because Rod, I, I would run into him at the movies all the time. It, hmm. it would be the, I'd look over and look, where's Rod? <laughs> he's buying his popcorn and his ticket going in. And sure enough, he's going to the same movie I am on a mm-hmm. like, I don't know Wednesday night or, or Wednesday afternoon. So it, it would always be weird times. Yeah, and always be just funny to see him. And and every now and then I'd, I'd strike up a conversation with him about it. Um, the last time I can remember it was, uh, I believe, right before uh, Episode Seven came out, Star Wars, and um, I was sitting behind him, him and Sonny at the at the basketball game, um, at one of the ones over Christmas. I thought you were going to say he and Sonny went to the movies together. Oh, that would be great. Was, I was sitting right behind them. That would have been so awesome. They are commenting on I'd, I'd pay. Seven. I'd pay for a Mystery Science Theater. Yes. Uh, I play defense guys. without Fallon here, Jedi. <laughs> but uh, but I, I talked to him about that, and, and that was that was cool. He was excited about it. So uh, he, he had he mentioned to I asked him if he'd seen it yet, because I believe it was already out. And he said he hadn't, because he had, he had to wait to take his son. Um, so... That was that was pretty cool. Just just knowing, I don't know. It's always weird yeah. living in Auburn. You see these people living their regular lives, right. you know. Living here, it's kind of the, what happens when you're when you're around town. You might see, but it's on Gus Malzahn from Taco Mama the other day. It was right. kind of one of those kind of things. But it, it's not that weird with Rod because you always felt like he was a regular guy. Right. He 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 struck an incredible balance of being 
an Auburn fan and a really good professional. Oh yeah, like there he was, you know, sportscaster of the year in 2013. Let me tell on you, on a national yeah. level, he was really good at his job. But yeah, he I also mean, felt like there's nothing I like more than telling you about the game than, than mad at the refs, Rod. Yeah, where he wouldn't say anything. He was just like, well. He'd feed well, Sonny a little bit. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. He, Rod was a homer, and, you know, nobody, he wouldn't tell you he wasn't. I don't, why wouldn't you want a homer? Exactly. For your, for, but at the same time, it wasn't like he was uh, bad because he was no. a homer. He was a homer, and that was, and he was extremely professional while still being, right. you know, actively in favor of Auburn. It wasn't like he was saying we and, and us a bunch of times. It was, it was, he, you knew Whose fan base he was talking to. <laughs> like he knew who he was speaking to. He, was, yeah, he wasn't talking like he was out there on the field. He wasn't on Westwood there. One. You know, he was talking to people who want Auburn to win. Right. And like Josh, again, Josh Black, if you ever read it, Josh Black's piece on College of Mag was incredible. Yeah, he should write more was. stuff for us. <laughs> but he put us to shame. Yeah. He, he had a thing about, you know, you think it's so be, it would be so much fun to be the broadcaster for Auburn. Well, what about Texas AM? Coming in here and beating us sixty-three to twenty. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun that night. Rod did it, yeah, and with a smile on his face, you know, took his medicine and called the games. Sometimes Auburn games stink to watch. A lot of bad basketball games for Auburn. He called called a three to two game, ladies and gentlemen. Football game, yeah. He he may have called the most exciting ending to any football game and the least exciting ending to the football game ever. He called the. Kick six, he called three to two, he called Auburn going to the final four, and he called the Tony Barbie era. Called a national championship game. He called two national championships. Yeah. Called 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 and a final four and a college World series. I mean, this guy, he did it all. He did yeah. he did about everything you could you could imagine. But man, I'd love I'd love to still have him. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be really tough. And I think I mean, they're going to put a video together and play it at the stadium before the first game, and everyone's going to lose it and just oh, be weeping. Um, they'll do it again for basketball. They'll sure. do it again for basketball. Yeah. And I just, and it's appropriate because this guy meant, I mean, they're broadcasting his funeral on the internet, on the, the news station, WSFA, is broadcasting the funeral live. Um, so if you're listening to this tomorrow, if this goes up tomorrow, you know, you can watch. But, and that's not because it's a, Public. This is not John Glenn, right? Or John McCain. Like this is a person who just meant a ton to a group of people um, who loved Auburn, and he loved Auburn. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Auburn loved him. Yeah, and I. I don't know. It, it's it's been great to see the outpouring of love for him. Um, uh, the, for for both of them, for him and Paul. Yeah, for, for him and his wife. And his who, kids. Who who worked at Auburn as well um for a long time. Um it's it's been pretty incredible to see and, and as Crow pointed out, for taking care of their kids, uh the Auburn family. Yeah, but he's definitely up. doing that. And um, for the guy who like I said, gave us the vocabulary to talk about, but gave us the soundtrack for all of our favorite Auburn memories and was uh, commiserated with us like a friend at the bar when Auburn had bad times. Yeah. Told us how to feel and yeah. told us, you know, why it was so bad and like how we're going to get over it. And at the end of every broadcast with the War Eagle and things, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a buddy for life who you've never met. My, my wife used to make fun of me all the time because I would, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts than I do now. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, and I was living in Germany, and no one spoke English, and I'm 
So it's like you're... Yeah. yeah. So I would reference things that people no, I, I on a podcast had said, and I would say, oh, my friend said such and such. And then I'd catch myself and realize that I don't know this person at all. <laughs> this is just a person whose podcast I listen to. And all of us lost a friend. We never, even if yeah. you never met Ron, yeah. if you listen to somebody on the radio long enough, there's probably somebody you listen to this who think you know me, Ryan, and Chief, which is flattering because we're just a couple of three idiots. We're not nearly as good at this. No. <laughs> and, and the fact that when you listen to somebody do something over and over and over again, it, uh, it really does make you feel like you know them. We were, I, mean, I really felt like I knew Rod, and all I'd ever mm-hmm. heard him do is call games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, my I, closest face-to-face interaction with Rod is walking by him at basketball games as a student. That, yeah. that, that's it, really. And uh, that's just, yeah, I'm sure everybody has a story of just because he's so personable, he's easy yeah, to talk to. Yeah, sweet guy. But literally every basketball game, you know, before and after commercial breaks, he's yeah. interacting with people. He's talking to people that, I mean, he, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to go talk to the group of 19-year-olds that know nothing about basketball. But they're yeah. just, you know, hanging out, whatever. I'm barely older than that, and I don't like talking to people that age. No. <laughs> no. But, no, he's, I don't know. We're going to miss him. Yeah. Well, one thing I know about Rod is he would like us to go on, and he would like us to yeah. start the next part of our show talking about his favorite thing in the world, Auburn baseball. So, Ryan, where is Auburn baseball today? Well, this weekend. Where are they so Today, I'm not sure. They're probably, yeah. Hopefully, they're getting... They were at Lake Martin tonight. yesterday, it looked like. <laughs> Great. Based on the Instagram, they were at the Goat Island. <laughs> they are playing in Atlanta this weekend. Close to uh, home. The original, playing against Georgia Tech. SEC tournament? Oh. <laughs> no? We, let's, let's agree not to talk about the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. How about that? The SEC tournament did not go well for no. the Auburn baseball Tigers. But real, we, we did beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's a real bummer. It is a real bummer. It's Rod's last Yeah, game. it's a real bummer. Yeah. But that could, this could be the thing that pushes Auburn into a, uh, a huge magical run. Yeah, look. Which is what I hope. It can happen. Tell us how it can happen. Tell us how it's going to happen. Who we got? We got FAMU. I know that. We got to be Coastal Carolina Carolina first. The Rattlers. We got to be Coastal Carolina first. The Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Mm. My brother almost went there, actually. Really? The Chanticleers? Yeah. Nice. Mamadou and Jai Coach. Do you guys remember, and this is, this is chicken. super inside. Do you remember a Disney-ish cartoon about an Elvis-like singing Yeah, Rock-A-Doodle-Doo. Boom, boom, boom. Rock-A-Doodle-Doo. I have referenced it long before. Nobody knows what I am talking about. And he was called Chanticleer, Mm -hmm. I believe. What was his name? It was basically a biopic based on a rooster who... Cartoon like rooster, Elvis, right? kind of like, feel like a direct ripoff of Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Was it a show or a movie? It was a movie, like, a Disney animated movie, but I don't even know if it ever came out in the, the cinema. Straight to VHS. I've got a Google box. It may have been yeah. straight to Disney Channel. Um, but I bet I've watched that movie a thousand times before the age of ten. Rockadoodle is the name of the movie. He was, yeah. Anyway, Coastal Carolina, the Chandler yeah. Clears, so, named so after this movie, I'm sure. <laughs> Or that's just yeah, kind of it was chicken. a cross promotion <laughs> with Disney. Uh, anyways, we play them Friday. I think at what, eleven local, eleven Central Time, maybe. Sure. Really need Drew to tell us about this. I have no idea. Uh, Way to go! Based on his yeah. preview that I we don't have today, any notes, so well, I look, did not do show notes. You guys. keep talking. I can I tell you all about it right here. I can read you what Drew would say if we had, if we had him on. We'll have him on next week. 
hopefully to do a super regional primal primal primer i can tell you all about rockadoodle it was not a disney film oh no way it was a bluth uh bluth film not not like from the rest of development no no not those guys like uh the all dogs go to heaven oh man i love all dogs but gary oldman was in this okay As I believe, Chanticleer the Chicken. Gary Oldman, famously from Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, <laughs> which is a great movie. He's pretty good. And Mark Strong in that as well. He's pretty good. And uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch dudes. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's also in The Professional, or Leon, as it was called. Leon. Great movie. Chauncey the, the Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> Chauncey the Chanticleer. It's also Winston Churchill. See, the Chan- Chauncey the Chanticleer is the mascot of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleer. Chauncey. The champions of the Sun Belt Fun Belt tournament. Well, they're always, they're usually uh, pretty good at baseball, am I wrong? Yeah, they're they're one of those smaller They scored. Schools always, yeah. Always in the College World Series or not, may not always, but they're a really good mid major. Yeah, yeah. They scored 80 runs. Oxen. Ochenta. Runs oh, last one? week oh. alone. That's a uh, that's a lot of runs. It sounds awful. Their only loss was a ten inning walk off loss to the UT Arlington Mavs. Go Mavs! Man, UT Arlington. The mid cities kept bringing it in. Um, yeah, oh, up and down season. Drew says, guys, collegebrando.com's got everything you need. Yeah. to to prep you for this. <laughs> Drew's the problem with the really good players, at this. They don't they don't pitch well. Their top two pitching pitchers pitching pitchers, uh, Anthony Veneziano. Who has is he from the old country? A, a future as a pizza <laughs> chef, it sounds like. And Austin Kitchen, he can cook pizza in Austin's <laughs> oh my kitchen. Gosh. Uh, the scout, uh, oh. they, they have a 426 ERA and a 678 ERA. Oof, magoof. The scout on them is that uh, <laughs> make sure your pitching is good because they can they can score a bunch of runs in yeah. a hurry. And then maybe you can uh, score some runs there too. They kind of are the uh, Everton under uh, not. Big Sam, but the coach before that. Oh man, my Belgian Cumin? No, the Belgian coach Martinez. He's not. Oh, he's the coach of Belgium. Yeah, that Belgian. He's not. He was in. He's yeah. Catalan. He's Catalan. He, he almost got the Barca job this uh, week. Of for the anyway, soccer. <laughs> Ryan, famously, this man Roberto Martinez. He could score. He could score a lot he could of play goals. Some pretty football. And uh, but his teams also gave up a lot of goals. So it's a Texas Tech. He's a Cliff Kingsbury. Auburn. Yeah, twenty fourteen Auburn. Cliff Kingsbury's entire run Texas Tech. And Roberto Martinez is around as Belgium and Everton's football manager. Yeah. Uh, is also like the Chanticleers, home of Chauncey. Chauncey the Chanticleer. So the problem is, even if we get by Coastal... What color is that? What color would you teal. call it? Is it teal? Yeah, it is. It is. Even if we get by Coastal, the Man. teal Chanticleers... Georgia Tech's like the number three national seed, I think. It's going to be really tough getting out of that region. That is their color <laughs> teal. Just twice. Okay. That is the color of... A Carolina Panthers uniform you got? No, it's not official. Oh, okay. Like from Kmart? Well, that's yeah, almost teal. Like uh, <laughs> like the Walmart Panthers? No, that's probably officially licensed. An unofficially licensed Panthers color <laughs> is what Chauncey the Chanticleer <laughs> is. <laughs> Man, I couldn't look at that for a long is time. Do still coaching there? He coached. Uh, he was an assistant under Cliff there. Anyway, your guess is as good as mine. You know who else is in, in this? I the Rattlers, from Florida A and M Rattlers of FAMU. Where is FAMU located? Uh, Tallahassee. There it is, Tallahassee, yeah. Florida. Is there a marching band coming to the region? You know how rad that would be? You know there's a lot of FAMU people around here? Like around Auburn? Yeah. I didn't know that. Tons. I We're see not that, that far from Tallahassee. They might. Oh, they, they, yeah, I don't know. Lot Florida name Rattlers uh, apparently they, can. They also probably don't want to live in Tallahassee. Well, yeah, true. They ran through the <laughs> MEAC tournament. 
They are they got one player, Octavian Moyer, does everything for him as a second baseman, leads the team in batting average runs and home runs and slugging. But then they can also pitch. Uh, they got a couple of good pitchers. So they're, this is a really tough bracket that Auburn has found itself in. Because also in this bracket is a team Auburn just played, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Ryan, as a Georgia Tech fan, first, Mississippi State <laughs> fan second, Auburn fan third, tell us, yes. tell us what to know about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, well, they've already team. stomped us twice this year, and I know that not only because I've you know, watched the game, but my Georgia Tech alum brother was uh, letting me know about the final score. Uh, Seen an engineer by chance? He's an aerospace engineer. Oh, man. Yeah. Took a, he just engineer. took a shot in the dark. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? He's an English major. Been a really <laughs> oh, man. Wait, what? Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, they're really good. They can score a lot of runs. Um, honestly, I don't know a ton about their roster, except I do know the Wilhite brothers. Joshua? Personally. Um, Jonathan the second base and center fielder. I knew Jonathan Wilhite. No, Nick and Austin. Did he play for Auburn? I think Austin. Jonathan Wilhite was a corner for Auburn. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, anyways. The two of them, they're, they're twins, I believe. I think they're the same age. They play second center field. That's how twins work. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're like five years younger than me. I went to church with them growing up. Oh. Were they they're, good, they're good kids. Were they going to get at baseball then? Uh, you know, they're all right. They're starting for the number three seed. So here's what we got. This is I'm going to read the summary. Drew, I'm not going to do an impersonation of you, but as a fellow Drew, unlike last year, this is a tough get for Auburn. However, we have seen that when the offense arrives and delivers, the pitching staff is happy to help out. I believe Auburn will go with Jack Owen in game one. Who could argue? Eight days since his last start where he looked like his old self against LSU going 5.2 innings, a five-hit, one-run ball. If Auburn gets that kind of performance from Jack and then a bridge from Elliott Anderson and then close the door for the bull, it should be enough for Auburn to take game one. Then, in game two, if Tanner Burns can go for the Tigers, all bets are off the table, and you couldn't ask for anything more. Should the Tigers get back Saturday, Johnny Fullstaff, Fitz, Fuller, Wade, Anderson again, anyone to close out. See what happens up in Chapel Hill. Who knows? Maybe Tennessee wins that regional. I know a team that went 4-0 against the Vols this season. He's talking about Auburn, Chief. Auburn went 4-0 against the Vols. Hold on. Are we going to get to play Tennessee in a postseason again? Auburn playing Tennessee in a postseason this year is a good thing. It's good juju. Although, if we play North Carolina, I don't really have a problem with that either. Oh, man. Remember that time that the basketball team beat North Carolina like a drum? Is Kansas in this thing? Uh, Not in ours. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Kansas has no. a baseball team. You can tell yeah, me they did. They, they only play basketball there. Oh, okay. Well, they used yeah. to be all right at football for like two seasons. <laughs> they had a <laughs> gigantic coach. Fattest coach yeah. of all time. He the, doubled as the uh, mascot for Western Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Some, yeah, <laughs> Western Sombra. Kentucky, sorry. <laughs> Western Sombra. Kentucky. Dang it. That's my own joke. Yeah, well, I, they, I, I got guys, you. Thank so. you guys, they downsized to Charlie Weiss. And then downsized <laughs> to Les Miles. Man. Yeah, those, those, are all, those are all big chunksters. Hey, my big, I'm going to go ahead. My, <laughs> it my, is Midwest. My though, big so. preseason prediction for the Big 12 is that uh, Kansas does not finish last in the Big 12 with less miles. They're going to they're gonna be an eight-win team sooner than later. Are they going to beat Texas with again? With the hat in there. No, because I don't I don't think anybody beats Texas this year. Oh, yeah? Until the playoff. That's my other prediction, is that Texas is back, baby. Nah. Dude, they beat the dog out of Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. And I, that and team I shows up. Thank them more. And that team shows up. Anyway, we're talking football. And we're not talking Big 12 football. <laughs> Why not? It's the best game. <laughs> we're talking basketball because. Oh, yeah. 
We got a big weekend. Oh, big, big horse Spencer got the uh, on the uh, no, give back sort team, of award, right? Yeah, <laughs> some sort. It's it's for community service, basically. Okay, being active in the community. He's one of five guys in uh, uh, Division One, or yeah, that got it. So that's pretty good. Pretty that cool. is cool. Way to go, Gilbert. Yeah, boy, Gilbert. What a nice, like, what a there. good dude. He is a real he good is. dude, and uh, and. Sad to see him leave Auburn, but I, I'm hoping the best for him. Wouldn't be shocked if uh, Gilbert Spencer is a off the court analyst for the Auburn Tigers in basketball next year. Really, would not be shocked. Yeah, He's just that kind of guy that you want around your team. Yeah, that'd be a especially able to let us have an extra analyst. Yeah, that'd be a good. Uh... If Avery gets to still be in the locker room, I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, then horses get paid pretty well for that. I'm assume. Or you'd be grad assistant. Better, better than get a free grad degree. True. There, there is an open coaching job, right? Yeah. No. Did we filled it? Uh, Ira Bowman? He's still on paid leave. I uh, thought uh, Coach Pruitt was uh, already promoted into that position. Mm, no, just uh, just during the, uh, the, the Final Four. Uh, I, I read an article today that Ira Bowman is still on paid leave. They're still gathering information to make a decision on that. So... Uh, Another basketball news, the Auburn basketball team announced today via Twitter its SEC opponents for the upcoming, not yeah. its schedule. Now, the soccer team has yet to announce its schedule for this fall, which and makes... How, how soon do they start playing? They start in August. August. That doesn't surprise me. I, I want to know where to play my road trips. <laughs> well. My tailgates. Uh, yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. I got to book the Airbnbs. Uh, the SEC opponents for the Auburn basketball Tigers include home games against... The Crimson Tide of Alabama, the Georgia Bulldogs, Kentucky Wildcats, LSU Tigers, Ole Miss, Rebel Black Bears, Sharks, the South Carolina Gamecocks, Tennessee Volunteers, Texas A&M Aggies, and the Vanderbilt Commodores at home here in Auburn. Away from the friendly confines of Auburn Arena, Auburn plays the Alabama Crimson Tide, those same Arkansas Razorbacks, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky Wildcats again, the Ole Miss Rebels, Mississippi State, Bulldogs, the Missouri Tigers, and the Tennessee Volunteers. So what I'm seeing is we play Tennessee twice. We play Ole Miss twice. We play Alabama twice. We play Kentucky twice. Florida once. And Tennessee twice. And Tennessee twice. Florida so we, once, we Georgia once. We play Alabama, Georgia, yeah. and Ole Miss twice, I guess? No, we play Georgia twice. That's right. So yeah, yeah, Alabama twice. Those three we always play twice, and then we rotate around two more. And we landed on Kentucky and Tennessee this year. Oof. Magically so, landed. Yeah, on it's Kentucky almost like. And, uh, and think Kentucky and Tennessee are—they always play twice as well. I believe. I yeah, believe they do. So. so we have a little round robin at the top of the tournament. We do yeah, not the have the conference rather. We have Florida only away, which it's, Auburn has not been great un- away at Florida. It's unclear if uh, Auburn was not great away at all until the postseason last year. It's, yeah. it's unclear if Tennessee will be very good next year. Yeah, they're losing a bunch of dudes, and they aren't recruiting extremely well. And uh, who's their coach again? Well, yeah, Rick Barnes. Yeah, so and he's got more in-state drama to deal with. But the fact that across the state, a guy's literally recruiting like all of a sudden Memphis is Kentucky just, Duke, just handing out we don't huge know mattresses full here. of money. I am not here to speculate. I'm casually lying. Not enough to what? keep Rajon Tucker and Fernie Penny Hardaway's up too. I mean, he may have just taken his duffel bag and <laughs> peaced out. He may have was, just gotten those free pair of pennies that it, everybody listen, wants. And I'm just telling left. you, the fact that Penny Hardaway has his own signature shoe and Nike loves him, yeah, 
does not hurt. Well, at all. it's not it's not Memphis paying these players. Let's be clear about that. Right. It's not Kentucky paying those players. I'm not saying anybody's paying. Any it's not Duke here. paying those players. There. Everybody's paying players under the table. It's just not the school. Really. Right. Oh, no, it's only Nike. Well, we're not only Nike. Adidas. Adidas is gone. But but not Under Armour. Well, Under Armour has not been caught up into any of this. Under Armour has not been. I have never tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. (laughs) Oh, uh, I listened to that uh, Lance Armstrong, Charles Barkley podcast. It was uh, delightful. Super good, right? Yeah. A couple months ago, Chuck went on the Lance Armstrong Forward podcast and was terrific. Uh, Talked to a little Auburn. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look that up, it's yeah, like a little Leeds, Alabama. Get the wheels turning now. I want to see Charles Barkley cycling. Well, no. no. <laughs> he did reference that he thought Lance was not a good athlete because anybody can ride a bike. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Chuck, I yeah. want to see you in Bo Bikes, Bama. No, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> you don't think Bo's tried to get him to do that? I don't know if Charles' hips and knees no, would let him I do it at all. I don't think so. Charles got enough the best legs. I mean, I saw him race an official who was three times his age one time at the All-Star Game. Remember that when he raced Dick Pavetta? Char- Charles has also not taken care of himself quite as good as, uh, say, Bo Jackson has. Uh, after Bo could one. play today. It would not shock me if he could hit a baseball today as good oh, as yeah. anybody else in the major leagues. Yeah. He's got that uh, Julio Franco Man. kind of body. Former Ranger great Julio Franco. What if I name my kid after Nolan Ryan? That'd be awesome. Okay, I thought you'd like that. Right. Oh, you only if you have only if you he ends up speaking and sounding like Nolan Ryan. Hi, your dad. I think it's a great. This family is a really good organization. Um. Yeah. So, I, what else do you want to talk about? This is we've reached the end uh, of what oh, I wanted to talk about uh, this podcast. Recruit, we got a big recruiting weekend coming. Oh up yeah, I mentioned ball. that. Yeah, we got three five stars coming in this weekend. Yeah. Three, five, now, none of them are for this coming season because that's no, it's coming 2020. Right, but but that, already, it's yeah. for guys that would sign in December, though. Yeah, for guys so, that could be, um, could be in that because the last class. In case you didn't know, most of your guys usually sign in December for basketball. Yeah, um, no, almost all. Uh, and then you have late additions later that you kind of attack on. And the big deal with that class, Chief, is that this 2020 class is the last class of one and dones. Yeah. So the 2021 class. Guys will be able to go straight to the NBA, most likely. And how many people do you think are going to do that? Maybe man, a lot. Twenty, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at your t- out of the top fifty recruits, fifty percent of them. So okay, so twenty to twenty-five guys. Oh. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because so, like Greg Brown, for instance, yeah, if he was a year younger, would be going to the NBA. And I think you'll probably see a couple of guys that maybe aren't at the top of the recruiting rankings that just. Maybe they're not going to qualify. Like Austin just, Wiley and Chuma Kiki probably would have gone pro at eyes. Well, not Chuma, maybe not. But I don't Austin think Chuma would've. just. I, I no. think Chuma just needed a year to yeah. mature. Chuma probably not, but Austin would have. Austin was a top fifteen recruit. Yeah, and a seven footer. Mustafa Harum would have. Mustafa Harum would have been a top five recruit. So, see, uh, that, that's just, this is why Mustafa wasn't a top five recruit. Wasn't he? I thought he was top five in the country. No, he's uh, he top twenty five. Okay. He was the first five star we got. But he's he the like, only he top twenty five player. Yeah. This is the most Mustafa is that the reason why the one and done rule exists is because of guys like him. Because a guy that in recruiting rankings is a top twenty five player, but there's no way he's an NBA player. This guy's like Kwame Brown. Yeah, we're like okay in high school he's everybody's like oh he's going to dominate the NBA and then he stunk it up. Yeah, 
Kwame's issue was that Michael Jordan literally ruined his soul, like took his <laughs> ego from him and made it to where he was not confident on a basketball court. Anymore. He actually was pretty decent with the Lakers after he got out of Washington where mm. Michael Jordan was trying to murder him. Yeah, Michael Jordan is a great guy, horrible guy. Great basketball player, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, guy. I was about to say, is he great guy player? on the court, horrible guy everywhere else. I don't know. I heard he used to play basketball with kids in the neighborhood. And, uh, and probably try to beat them on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, he probably dunk it in a kid kid's face. Life ain't easy. Names. Life ain't easy, yeah. man. But they went and played some uh, backyard baseball, and they probably beat Jordan to that, though. You know, he, he <laughs> was not a terrible minor league baseball player. Wasn't he? No. No, he batted. He was okay. He batted like 200 or something like that in AAA. Like, that's, that's pretty bad. There are guys no. worse than him who've been playing Tim, baseball, Tim Tebow's baseball their entire life. Yeah, but there are guys in minors worse than him who've been doing this their whole life just to get to that point. <laughs> This dude just right. like he's like you know what I want to play some baseball. I'm pretty good at golf. I'm gonna go play some baseball. This is like this is like Steph Curry did not finish last in a program that he was in, and you were like, all right, this dude in his hobby is better than two guys on the tour. <laughs> yeah, sure, he's not winning the Masters, but Steph Curry is a really good golfer for a guy who just plays like randomly on days before games. Guys, an NWO t-shirt. No, it said BWO. Oh, it's some, so, some weird Kansas City thing. We're so watching crew, a soccer been, right now. We've been teasing something. Oh, yeah. We since the first episode. About. Are we going to do it tonight or are we going to save it? Let's that do it. Longer? Let's do it. It's we have time. about 10 minutes to talk Ooh, about this. Man, okay. Trying to keep it a tight segment. Mm. We've got um, the first ever episode. First couple of weeks, we had a thing called Sandwich Spotlight in which I would go out to eat or Ryan would go out to eat. Uh, as most people do for lunch, and get a sandwich, which is the common American lunch. And then we come back. The Mexican version of a sandwich for dinner. Which is a torta or a taco? Uh, burrito. Burrito. There it is. At Laredo. I had the spicy burrito. Delicious. We talked about a different sandwich every week, and we would say, hey, guys, check out. I remember Joe's Deli was one, a place called uh, something in. in Plucked up. Plucked up. Yeah, in Columbus. I've never heard of Joe's Deli. In it's my right out in front of here. It's super good. Hmm. Dude, it's. Okay. That's. All right. Next to veggies to go. Legitimately, they have a daily special. They have really good quiche, really good breakfast. That is a three meals a day. Crow. That is a crow's top take. Top tip. Go get a Joe's Deli. Is Tiger Package still over here? I don't think so. Do you even know what a Tiger Package is? I don't know. It's not because it's 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 veggies to go. And then Joe's Deli. And And then then, there's uh, like a... Great Clips. Yeah, Great Clips. Tiger Package used to be right there. Yeah. This is now... It's now... Joe's. I think it's been close. What's the sandwich spotlight? Yeah. Tonight, oh, anyway, so in the very first episode, we teased that we would do a Mama Goldberg spotlight, and then we found out that like people have like really hot takes. <laughs> There's <laughs> some hot takes, real hot takes. Um, so we never did it. We were like, well, well, we kept teasing that. Oh, next week we'll really get. And then together. it was football season, and then it was. Then Chief came on, and, and then we got whatever. champs. We got champs of the week. Yeah, we could. It's hard to talk about other food when we're. Yeah. So we have tonight. no restrictions. Speaking of, rest in peace. Currently, yeah, rest in peace, James. Currently, no sponsor to be beholden yeah, to. Free men. Uh, we can say whatever we want. We can say whatever we want. And I'll say this. I'll start this off. The best Mama Goldbergs in Auburn is on Thatch. Period. Oh, okay. If there is a best Mama Goldbergs in Auburn I mean, today, I, I asked you last week when you said something like that, if, if hippies still work there. Yes. Uh, then that's why. The problem with that one on Thatch is it will take you the full length of a Grateful Dead live at Cornell song to get your sandwich. Well, it might be 30 minutes long. 
Well, that's how it used to be. That's the authentic experience. I'm sitting here the rest of my life to get my mom's love. You walk into that the the OG Mama Goldbergs, and it is a corporate nightmare. Mm -hmm. The only thing they don't even give you cups. I know. Do they at the others though? Still, I think so. Uh, Last time I went to Dad's, they didn't. I have one. It's it's awful. That's very recent. I was. The last time I went on on what is that by the business school. um they did not give me a cup but um i was there with uh lydian and james shout out to the joneses uh after a game one night, did you call them lindiana james no i said lydia and james oh, that was like indiana jones i'm calling them that lindiana james lindiana james it's all one right. thing that should be their uh their, <laughs> their couple uh, name twitter handle anyway uh last time i went to that one um it was just disappointing. It's disappointing. Not not the, not the food it's necessarily. Okay, so hang on. Are we going to talk about Mama Goldberg? No, we're going to talk about Mama's sandwich. Love. Or are we going to talk love. about? What, what are we doing? Well, what's your sandwich? I'm talking choice? about the restaurant. Okay. Oh, the sandwich choice it used to be Mama's Love. Yeah. I like the I name. I don't know Mama. what the name it's of the them are meat. now. The one that has olives on it. I really. Like. I don't like olives. <laughs> There's a turkey one I really like that has turkey olives. On it. Yeah, that might be it. I, the buff burrito that they have there is—I used to get that when I went to the one on Longleaf. Sometimes. Oh yeah, that's that one opened after I moved out. Probably, probably. I used to live over near. There's there. so many Mama Goldbergs. Three in all. That's that's three in all. Several Columbus. Yeah, they there was there was one in Opelika, and they moved it like I don't know, three hundred yards up the road. Yeah, so it's now out, like almost in Tiger Town. Though. Yeah, it's in that yeah. pre-Tiger Town, pre-Tiger Town the, area, between yeah. Academy and Tiger yeah. Town. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, which it was always between Academy and Tiger Town, but they, they just, just kept moving <laughs> closer to Tiger Town. Um, but uh, yeah, my, so the nachos are still oh, banging. Yeah, you, can't, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people that hate those. They're, those people are dumb. You can't recreate. Look, there are a lot of dumb say, people. It's, it's the people that say, "Oh, I can do that in my microwave." You can't recreate. You can't do it. I have attempted on so many occasions <laughs> because somehow, if you do them in the microwave, they end up soggier yeah. than they are steamed. Which is makes no sense. Makes no You're sense. You're better off trying it. Doesn't do the cheese right either. You're better off trying to broil in the oven, but you got to get that. It's not going to be as nice and, and moist as the steam is going to. Now, do it. my thing with Mama Goldberg's is uh, some of you may not know. My wife went to the other school in the state. Uh, UAB. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. And <laughs> and Jordan, they. Right? Oh, that'd be even worse <laughs> in some ways. Um, so uh, they opened one up over there. Tuscaloosa, um, pretty pretty late in her time there, but uh, I, I every time we went, I would go. I'd, yeah, we're going to eat there because it was like my uh, my embassy. Yeah, it was like the U.S. It was like the and, Auburn and Embassy in Tuscaloosa. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's how it felt. They served and tumors lemonade. It was great. Take tire card. So so that I, I do finally remember that, and I do finally remember my days. I, I also, ladies and gentlemen, I used to have really long hair and would have been mistaken for a hippie. And I was every time I went to Mama Goldberg's because I never had to pay for a refill. They used to make you pay for refills there. But they gave uh, you a cup. Yeah, that's true. They gave you a cup. Paid never for had refills. to pay for a refill. Sometimes I didn't pay for my food. Because I thought, about, I, thought I was in there grooving to the dead, too. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, I was not. Did they ask you which spread song was your favorite? <laughs> or which, uh, which strain cheese incident? <laughs> yeah. Man. There, there I'm not a jam band time, guy. No. Up until the last couple of years where... You page side? That's what they asked you. Oh, sorry, that was a fish reference. <laughs> you could judge uh, an Auburn alum uh, if if they were really a true Auburn fan. They had Mama Goldberg's cups. Oh yeah. Pantry. Oh, that's no, like, that's, that's all I That's all I drink of. If you see Mama Goldberg's cups, like oh, you went to Auburn, right? Yeah, yeah. 
No, 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 no more. No, well, that's recent that they don't. Do I know. Cups. That's what I'm saying. It's like within the last, last couple years. of days. Well, no, no, well, no, it's no. not just the cups. It's just there's they're everywhere now, and you can get a cup. Right. right. Yeah. You could. You can oh, get them gotcha. And they started doing the Disney thing too, where they put all the locations mm. on the cups, not mm. just the one you were at. Which, yeah. which yeah. I don't know if you guys know, Disney slowly over the years has. They used to have like you get a cup in Disney Magic Kingdom, and it would yeah. say the Magic Kingdom on it. Now it just says Disney Parks, and it's uh, it's the same cup they have out in L.A. and, and in, in Paris, Paris yeah. and everywhere else. So um, it's not as unique. It's not as fun, right? It's not as unique. It's a cost saving measure, I'm sure. It doesn't make you feel special. It make you feel special. The, you know, the, Disney, they got to watch out for that bottom now, dollar. Now my parents <laughs> still get pace. cups when they go to the one in Jacksonville. So it must. So just, maybe it's a re- it's a location by location. They, I don't know why they out. wouldn't have it in Auburn though. It must just been out. I don't think so. No, I went three different three, times to the one. It's been two or three years since I've gotten a cup. You didn't get cups. any cups? They have cups. Now, now they brought it back at one point for like the 40 year anniversary of Mama G's. Oh. I got a couple of those cups. Oh man, yeah. I paid good money for those. <laughs> we have cups. I have no, cups I, from I'm the, the one 40 batch in our pantry right now. From this past year? I've only lived in town for a year. Maybe I am mistaken. I just I don't I, believe I am. Well, you got them from Thatch, though. I haven't been going to Thatch. I've been going to OG. Why are you doing that? I'm telling you right now, the one on Thatch is the best one. Well, I'm, I'm here to talk about sandwiches. So, so Thatch, oh, Thatch, Thatch, the sandwiches, sorry. Sandwiches have gotten well, progressively this, this worse at the one on at the one on Magnolia. Well, the sandwiches are because the hippies aren't there to yeah, make them. There is a there is a direct proportion to the quality of the sandwich. You can put it on a graph for all the engineering nerds. You can make a that make. Make the y-axis. Oh, look, my wife is holding a Mama Goldberg's cup from this one this? on Thatch, oh, advertising yeah. Yeah. soup so on the back. These are the ones like that. that they they no, were giving soup. out the last time I was there. They're bigger. They're not the same shape. I do like them better for my home drinking because they are a little bigger. That's the best cup I in town. I have several of these uh, for a franchise. If maybe the Orange and True podcast should open a Mama Goldberg's franchise. Where somewhere. though? There's already three in town and one in Opelika. The lake. Shorter? <laughs> yeah. Lake Martin. Um, there, there probably already is one on the lake. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, anyway, there's a, if you make the x-axis, which is the one that goes left and right, east and west, good. Uh, make uh-huh. the east-west axis, east, east, west axis uh, quality of sandwich. Y-x-axis? No. Just number of hippies working at Mama Goldberg's is the east-west axis. Okay. Your y-axis, your y-axis, you're up and down, quality of sandwich. Uh-huh. That number is direct proportion because that yeah. number is going to go up to the right. There's probably actually the it's probably not direct. Is it a linear or an exponential growth? It's probably exponential. It, oh, it's probably, and it probably there's a probably break even point in where you, if there's it, 50 hippies working yeah, there, yeah, where your sandwich is not getting diminishing made. returns uh, <laughs> on the uh, if yeah if there's a really good bootleg of a new of an old Fish concert from. I want to say when Lydia and James and I and Lindiana James, Lindiana James was uh, when we went that time after a football game. I think they'll have to remind me. Um, there was no, uh, there was like some pop music playing. No, it was, it really killed the mood. No, you got to walk in there and it's got to be right in the middle of some weird dead like, <laughs> drum circle. <laughs> From I mean, a Bur- Berkeley show. Brian may not even know this version of Mama G's. No, I actually have a memory of Mama G's from maybe my sophomore year where uh, somebody asked if they could have my styrofoam cup to take their drink downtown. Yeah. But then on second thought, I don't want to share a cup with you. You could have herpes and I don't know. Like mouse that's herpes. That's what they said? Yeah. So, yeah great, never mind. That's a great conversation. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
if you don't open the door and hear like boom, 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 and you're like that, if you hear that, you're like terrific. But if you open the door and you hear like Taylor Swift, no, your sandwich is gonna get made. This is it goes back to I don't like my restaurants to be predictable. I don't like my restaurants to be precise. I want my restaurants to have a little bit of chaos built into the system. Unless you're Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A and Starbucks are built on that on the tenet of I know exactly what I'm getting when I order it. Starbucks is not great coffee. Matter of fact, it's like really, really not great. But it's available. Super not great. But you know it's, it's going to taste exactly the same at the Starbucks in Target in Tiger Town and the Starbucks in the Abu Dhabi Airport. It'll taste exactly the same. And that is insane. That's that's the case. But that's why you're paying $4 for your cold brew, because that cold brew is tasting the same in both spots. Mama Goldberg's, I don't want that. I don't want it every so often. There'd be like 16 extra pieces of turkey in my mama's love. Or like randomly, <laughs> a cool ranch Dorito made it somehow into my nachos. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, the more, what you want. more corporate it's gone, it, it, the worse it's gotten. Now, there are those out there that say the... Mama, uh, the Mama's Love is trash. That that all sandwiches from Mama Goldberg. Speaking of a little bit of chaos steam. built in, that's but they just don't like steam sandwiches. Well, we're gonna see these guys might be anti semites. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> that is a Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, goal. speaking of a little chaos built in, there are people out there who don't like Zlatan, who think he's too much chaos, too unpredictable, too crazy. Is he is amazing. He's what I want in a professional athlete. Just a complete lunatic who thinks he's the greatest person in the world uh, and who does crazy things and just tries stuff that he shouldn't try and every so often it goes in. It's kind of weird like. seeing that. Classic Malik. Classic Malik. <laughs> yes. These have a... Uh, these uniforms are a little inter Milan. Yeah. These are some special kinda, edition. They're it's kind of weird seeing him back in the... the in the old inter? The, the, the old country colors. I want a Malik Dunbar sandwich. I don't want this... I don't always want a sandwich that I know... Okay, it's... The sandwich is going to be... I don't want a Mustafa Heron sandwich that I know is going to get me 15 and 5 every single time. I need a sandwich that might get me 15 and 5, might get in a fight on the court. Might also dunk on six people at once. Might try to dunk on six people at once. Might try and dunk on a teammate. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> That's what I like about my sandwiches. Try. You might just do you it. You might just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's a great uh, great analogy there. We need Zlatan Ibrahimovic sandwiches. <laughs> I like that you accuse people... Of not liking Mama's loves of being anti-Semitic. Well, it's a Jewish deli. Is it a Jewish deli? Well, I've had a pork sandwich there. Well, okay, it's not. Yeah. But this whole steamed sandwich thing is, right. is a Jewish deli thing. Um, they are delicious. Yeah. And, and those, those sandwiches are outrageous. Sometimes. They can be really good. Yeah. You don't want it too soggy. That's the only thing. Yeah. And again, sometimes it is, and it's okay. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm I big, love the Mama's Love. I, I'm going to stand for Mama Goldberg's big, the way it was. in an apartment that actually is connected to a Mama Goldberg's. No, no. Get talking. you a big mama every night. No tomato. That's what Just I get. Just get those nachos. I'll ask Carolina before I can do that. Because here's the thing. The nachos are cheap. But now, I will say, <laughs> I don't like Columbus. the fact that they've added a... I don't like the fact that they've added a bunch of stuff to their nachos. You can now get like nachos with stuff like oh no on top of pepper jack cheese. Yeah, you want pepper jack cheese and jalapenos. That's it. Uh, Yeah, that's all you want. Who who people are making meals out of the nachos? These hippies, man. Not hippies. This is the corporate. Oh, this is corporate America, man. Come on, these Birmingham people. Yeah, 
Mountain Brook. He's corporate America, man. That's who it is, man. Ah, oh, man. But I love a mama's love. I'll, I'll, I will. You I'll want a guy to tell you to look at the back of a dollar bill? I'm like, have you looked at the back of a dollar bill? I mean, like, really looked at it? Anyway, here, here's your mama's love. That's what. That's who you. That's what you want, at Mama Goldberg's. There's a lot of spooky stuff happening on the back of a dollar bill, man. Anyway, I just, Turkey. I really do miss the old Mama's Love experience, though. It was the nastiest place on the face. Of the I would see roaches. It was so gross. Regularly, so at gross. Mama Goldberg's on Magnolia. The only two places I ate as a freshman, three. I ate in the Commons cafeteria, which is where I lived. My brother lived in the Commons. We've talked nice. about this. Yeah, you lived in the cafeteria. Uh, the cafeteria sure. is in the. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> the Commons is the name of the. Was well, the name of the dorm, and it was in the cafeteria. Was in where, where was that dorm at? Next to the uh, next to the uh, hotel and conference. Yeah, center. it's something else now. It's called something. Oh else. yeah, I think they're getting rid of this. No, the university owns them now. They're not getting rid of them. Yeah. They're just building stuff in the parking lot. The culinary school is going in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, um, Taco Bell, which was right yeah. down the street, right behind the Fiji house, right. And uh, Mama Goldberg. My That's freshman year, some places I ate. Burger King's right there. I ate no Chick Fil A every well, single day. I, my freshman Mr. year, Mr. Peace Burger King on gay. Yeah, Chick Fil A because there was one in there was one in Foy. Uh, uh, either the one in Foy or I, the one so on Magnolia. Later, in, later in my school, I would stop by the one in Foy for a chicken biscuit in the morning. Yeah, I would, I, that was a constant because they took Tiger Card. So I was at that. Yeah, All I think I want to say the chicken biscuits were only like two bucks then, so it was like not that expensive, right? For a breakfast food meal, and uh, and then once I discovered Mama Goldberg, because yeah, all my classes were in were in Haley, so I never made it to that part yeah. of campus ever. Yeah, but if I ever did have to go to that part of campus, like if I had a random like one semester, I had a random business school class, and I'd go to that class almost every day. The next stop would be lunch at Mama G's. I would just go there on like a Friday night and get, yeah. get dinner sometimes. It's kind of like things I have not done since living in Auburn. Eat at the original Mama Goldberg's. Oh, I but went once. I, I went like time. 10 years without going there, dude. I went a long time. And I haven't been to Mellow Mushroom since moving back here. Nah. I used to love that place. Yeah. They follow me on Twitter. They seem like nice guys. They're okay. If they want to sponsor us, I'll, I'll say they're great. I used to eat those calzones once a week when I was in college. And we ate there a lot. A few years back, we ate there once a week just about. Well, of a mellow mushroom. Kind of See, this is the difference. Mellow mushroom is in a ton of cities. Yeah, it's a big chain. Each mellow mushroom feels like this is the only mellow mushroom in the world. Yeah, a little bit. They do. A, they do a really good job of yeah. localizing their, their their locations. As opposed to Mama G's. Want to talk about a place where now you feel like you're in a, work too. Yeah, exactly. Guys, keep giving jobs to deadhead and spreadheads. That's hey, the best breakfast joint in town. Bunch of hippies. Big blue. Big blue. Okay, I was like. Wait. Yeah. Although one of the best engineers I, I work with, he's a deadhead. I, nice. I will tell you, I was really weirded out the other morning. Um, there was a very not hippie girl working in cashier. <laughs> Big blue. And I, yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, was, whoa, hey man. I was like, I was uncomfortable. Are you a cop? I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I was literally. I was. I told my wife after. I was. I was like, this girl didn't work in here. Who's a square? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Big anyway, fan, guys, we are. About out of time. Uh, any last words you guys want to say on the pod for this week? We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for making this one of the most fun uh, things I've ever done for a year. Yeah. Um, it's been a great year. It's a long great year of Orange and True. And let's have another good year. Let's have another good year starting next week. Like I always say, Auburn's going to win the football game. <laughs>